Hello folks, welcome to the show. This is the Don't Call It Soccer, Soccer Podcast. I am Blake Marquez, and we are going to start things off with the first week, match week one fixtures recap. Um, we will start with Manchester United, get into the big city versus Arsenal game, <laughs> and we'll end things with the Liverpool versus West Ham game. We'll be sure to give you all the scores and highlights from each match from around England. Let's start things off with Manchester United versus Leicester. Manchester United to Leicester City one, just as I had predicted in our last episode. Um, I want to start things off by saying that, you know, Jose Mourinho, um, he is a good coach. He definitely is uh, being Jose Mourinho this season. Uh, a, I wasn't impressed by his pre-match interview. An interviewer asked him kind of about his feelings towards the season. Jose refused to talk about the season. He said, I don't want to talk about the season. I want to talk about this week's game. Um, I'm sure a lot of Manchester United fans are going to say, well, that's a good mentality. Um, focus on the game at hand. Don't focus on the season. But uh, as a um, aspiring media personality myself, I found it pretty rude of him. But uh, that's how Jose Mourinho is. Uh, fault him for what he is, I guess. But he is a good coach. Um, so the game, the game was great. Um, I felt that both teams have good takeaways, although only one gets to leave with the three points. Manchester United's first goal, it it put them on the front foot. It was it was lucky. Um, I don't think it really changed much. I think Man U were definitely the better team. But um, the the defender that gave away the PK with the handball, it I can't quite remember his name, but it was a careless mistake ball bounces off of a teammate right back onto his arm he reaches his arm out I, I'm not sure why maybe he was trying to put a chest on it maybe it was just reflex but gives the PK away in the third minute and Pogba took about 700 steps to get up to the ball throws it into the top right corner it was a it was a good PK Schmeichel guessed right and even guessed the right corner there at the end almost put a hand on it um but that made it 1-0 in way of Manchester United. I don't um I don't think that this is a fault of Schmeichel at all. Schmeichel really guessed well. I think Schmeichel's one of the top goalies in the league right now. Um and it did end up being a great goalkeeper battle, which I will get into after giving you kind of the rundown of the score. Luke Shaw at the end, I believe it was inside the 80th minute. He um, put a lucky one away, kind of a lucky touch, bounced back in front of him. He scooped it up and did a good job to redirect to redirect it onto the far post. Um, and it's good to see Shma- uh, Shaw, Luke Shaw, scoring. He hasn't scored since he moved over to Manchester United. I don't think he's ever scored in the Premier League after a huge transfer price tag on his head hasn't 
really been a huge star, doesn't get a lot of playing time, uh, more of a sub at the end of games to throw on. Um, hopefully this means we get to see him a little more in the season, but who knows? Um, Mourinho's going to have his plans with people. I know they still got um, Ashley Young on the team. So we'll see what happens on that left back side. Um, and then Vardy at the end uh, gave Manchester United a little bit of a scare, scoring a scrappy goal. No one was able to put a foot on it, bounces off the post, and Vardy goes ahead and nods it in. It was a good, good performance by both teams. Um, a couple of headlines I want to talk about, or not headlines, but a couple little talking points here. Both goalies did outstanding. I thought Schmeichel looked good. He had one really good save towards the end um, against Lukaku, who could have made it uh, 2-0. He denied Lukaku, um, but overall, I think De Gea had a better game just because he had more game-saving um Saves. He came up for United. He kept them in the game. There was really good chances on the Leicester side that David De Gea was able to stop and keep Manu in the game. So I'm going to give the the game, as far as the goalie battle goes, to De Gea. But that's not to say Schmeichel didn't do a really good job. Uh, again, with that PK, he, he, he looked like he was about to save it. I kind of... I thought he did at first, but no, it went in the back of the net. Um, some other things. Leicester have been focusing on a possession-based game as opposed to the counterattacking game that won them, won them the Premier League. I think they look really good holding the ball. Manchester United was sitting back, not really attacking the ball there for a little while in the, in the first half. Um I, I'm excited to see this new style. They've also been focusing on bringing in younger players, making the identity of the team a little bit younger. I think I heard a stat under... No, eight players of the starting lineup were under the age of 25. So definitely adding a new young dynamic to the team. Varde didn't get a start. They, go, they gave um, this new guy, James Madison, a... Um, the starting position over Vardy. Madison plays more of a number 10 role as um, Vardy's a striker, obviously. But uh, I thought Madison did really well. If we're going to compare um, new midfield uh, players from each team, we'll go with uh, Fred, who's also making his Premier League debut, to James Madison. I'm going to give this one to James Madison. Fred kind of stayed quiet as did most of Manchester United's front line there for a while. Once Lukaku came on, their front line looked a lot stronger, but Alexis Sanchez seemed quiet. Rashford was quiet. Lukaku, again, once he came on, looked good. Um, and even Fred seemed quiet, but James Madison, that guy, he's going to he's gonna get some good goals, some good assists this season. Uh, he was making his Premier League debut. Very good signing for... Lester. Um, and then one more thing I want to get into before we start talking about some other games from the weekend. The linesmen. I noticed both linesmen made um, some mistakes or if not mistakes, some very close 
calls. Um, again, this cries out like maybe we need VAR. There, um, I don't know. I I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the way VAR was implemented in the club season last year, but I was a huge fan of how it was implemented in the World Cup. I thought they did a great job with it. Um, the Premier League decided not to bring it in this season, but I don't think it's a matter of if they're going to bring it in. I think it's a matter of when. Hopefully, they're able to implement it well. Um, again, in these offside scenarios with VAR, you're going to obviously let the play go, see if the goal can get in, and then review it afterwards, and we'll find out from there. Um, and you do it for the opposite with the with the PKs. But um, overall, it was a very good exciting game Leicester were able to possess I I don't necessarily I know I said at the beginning that Manchester United looked the better team looking back through my notes and just kind of remembering the game I don't necessarily think they were the better team um but they showed that they were the stronger team that's for sure they were um they had a lot of quiet players in the front like I said but I'm excited to see Leicester perform with their new identity throughout the season. The, I think Leicester look like a top 10 team for sure. Um, and we'll see if they can take that seventh spot and try to get into Europe next year. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about some other games. Uh, thanks for listening. Hey folks, I'm back. Did you stick around? If so, that means you're a good listener. Um, both literally and figuratively. Um, well, I'm back as promised. I'm going to talk about the matches on Saturday. It is Saturday. A little bit of podcast, um, behind the curtain for you. I record these each day and then mix them together and then I publish it on Monday. So if I ever talk about, you know, today's games, even though it's out on Monday, it's because for me, it is to, it is that day. A little podcast magic for you. Now, let's get into some soccer, some football. Let's uh let's talk about the Newcastle versus Spurs game um at St. James James's Park. Um it was a pretty good game. It was ended one two going with the win going to Spurs. Really action packed first twenty minutes here. Um, we had three goals in ten minutes. First opening up the scoring was a Spurs man, Vertonghen. Can't hate on my man. The uh, the the defender. The he got third place with his team in the World Cup. I figured a lot of these World Cup. Top four players would still be on a high, a little tired, but they're still going to be vibing off of how great their team performed. Um, soon after, about four minutes later, Newcastle equalized by a goal from Hojil. Hojil, I'm looking at his name. I do not know how to pronounce it. Um, the only game I watched today was the last game, Everton v. Wolves. 
and because uh, I'm on American time, California time at that. That game, this uh, Spurs game was very early at 5:30. Actually, 4:30 is what my clock here is saying. Um, so overall, Spurs definitely dominated that game. Possession, passing, um, shots, all statistics. Other than on cards, I believe they were gonna they. Oh, I got a text. The only stat that they didn't dominate on was shots, and they had the same amount as Newcastle. So Spurs overall taking the um, statistical and points win on this one. The next game we're going to talk about is um, Bournemouth versus uh, Cardiff. Cardiff took the L. Two goals to Bournemouth. Uh, Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson, uh, scoring the late nail in the coffin for Cardiff. Um, really good goal by Callum. If I do remember correctly, um, I don't really have much to add to this. I'm going to take a look at the stats here. Um, Again, this is another game where the scoreline definitely shows the stati- the uh, the statistical advantage as well. Um, Barmworth had 62% possession, which is a very high amount. Four shots on target out of 12 shots overall. Cardiff only had one shot on target out of 10. Um, they had about... About 50% more touches, about double the amount of passes. Um, The only thing Cardiff was um, leading in was tackles. Um, Not super impressed by Cardiff in this game. I watched the extended highlights. They didn't seem seem like they had much to offer, especially um, on the trot, if you will, playing away at um, Vitality Stadium. So... Um, hope Cardiff the best if, if they perform the way they did today. It's going to be a long season for them. Um, on to our next relegation, or uh, I'm sorry, championship promotion team, Fulham, taking an L to Crystal at home. Um, what do they call Fulham's stadium? Craven. Cottage. That's cool. Craven Cottage. I like that. In London. So that that brings up a good point. Does that mean there's there's what f- six teams in the Premier League from from London? That's insane to me. Six teams. It's over twenty five percent. Hold on. I'm gonna knock at my door. I'm gonna put you on pause, and I will be right back. All right. I'm back. I had to say goodnight to my son. Um, So where were we? Six teams in the Premier League from London. That's that's insane to me. That says a lot. I mean, could you imagine if it was an American sport with like like 50% teams from L.A. or New York? People would have a fit. An absolute... Like, that's just, that's crazy to me. Anyways, let's get to the score. Crystal Palace took this one 1-0. Um, 
how do you say this name, dude's name? Jeffrey Sklop. Sklop. I heard it on the... I'm having trouble with... I watch these highlights so I can learn these people's names. And then I go ahead and forget how to pronounce it. Um, it was a really good goal from Sloop. Oh, it was like Sloop. It was Sloop. That's right. Sloop. Uh, good goal. And I believe he plays as a defensive winger. Um... Like a number three, number two type role. Um, it doesn't say in his player profile here on the Premier League website, but um, yeah, he's good. I uh, I have a um, football manager account where I manage as Crystal Palace, and I I keep him on the team. He's not bad. He's good for a goal, one or two goals every season. As a defender, you can't you you can't hate, you know. You need those defenders scoring every once in a while. And then Wilfred Zaha, the um, the refreshed contract signee and star for Crystal Palace. He showed what he's, what he's there for. He's there to score goals. He's there to set up plays. And um, he will definitely be doing a lot of that. Um, Benteke, kind of quiet. I saw in the highlights, I liked a lot of his... Um, seemed like he was doing a lot of moving out to the wings a little bit, kind of a little bit of playmaking. Um, I saw he set up one of the goals. I believe it was Schloop's goal that he set up or at least helped set up. So um, I'd like to see a little bit more from Benteke. Um, kind of sad to see the way his career's gone after his move to Liverpool, but that's okay. Um, moving on to an absolute dominating performance from Chelsea against um, Huddersfield. Huddersfield didn't look good at all um, statistically. Let's see what the possession was like. Uh, 63% of possession for Chelsea. Not as much as I thought. Um, they dominated in every other aspect of the st statistics, touches, passes, um, shots on target and shots overall Huddersfield only one shot on target um who does Chelsea have playing goalkeeper for them now that Courtois has left um Arizabaleta oh Zabaleta right okay I've heard of him um he was relatively quiet for this game due to the lack of shots on target so we'll see a lot more from him i'm sure um overall great performance from chelsea i really thought that they um i mean they clearly dominated off of the scoreline but they looked like one of those teams that they i still see them as a top four team um I, although I know last episode I did pick Arsenal over them, but we'll see how Arsenal perform tomorrow against City, which we'll um, you'll see again. There, there I go saying tomorrow, um, but it'll be in the same episode for you guys. Um, let's move on to Watford versus Brighton. Um, Watford with a good win, um, really amazing performance. From um, Parara, 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 it's Parara. That's right. That's one that I learned how to pronounce in the highlights as well. Parara, Roberto, Parara. He um, 
Really good, really good first goal from him. Um, I'm going to say that's going to definitely be in my list for top five goals of the week. I mean, we still got a couple more games to play. Three more games, actually, exactly, um, to play. So we'll see. But that was that volley from that cross, or I believe it was a corner, actually, was an amazing, amazing goal. Great to see it. Um, speaking of really good goals... We had um, Conte's, N'Golo Conte's first goal to open up the Chelsea scoring. That was um, good from him. I mean, the volley actually wasn't even, wasn't that good. It bounced, it took a bounce and he looked like he was trying to side hit it rather like hit it with the side of his foot rather than put his laces through it. But um, good goal. Um, it opened up the scoring. Pedro looked really good in that game too. Um, just again, an all-around great performance from Chelsea. But um, Pereira, I, I'm going to probably give him, depending on how the games look tomorrow, we have City and Liverpool playing tomorrow. Any player from that front line can go ahead and do an amazing goal, let alone the talent in the Premier League in general. Um, now the game that I really wanted to get to, the game that I watched, the... Um, so far, the game of the week, I would say um, that that Leicester game was pretty good. But man, the game of the week so far is definitely Wolveshampton versus Everton. Um, Everton looking looking really solid, actually. Um, it was it was Wolves' game to lose. Um, they didn't look. The, the they didn't look the better team even at home an amazing atmosphere um, at their stadium there but they they didn't look it looked like Everton was do- dominating that team Everton looked the better team that's for sure they have the better players they have more history um, let's go ahead and take a peek at their statistics now this one a little more mixed as far as the um, how do you say this word in English? As far as the statistics go, um, ever, Wolves had more possession with fifty-seven percent. Um, couldn't have t- I couldn't have couldn't tell it either way. Um, Wolves had more shots, but less on target. Everton made way more work with their shot. They six shots, five on target. Wolves eleven shots, four on target. So. Um, Say what you will, I, I'm kind of a, the um, belief that take more shots, have more opportunities. But if you're putting, if you're only missing one, you're definitely making that goalie work, and that's going to get into his head a little more. Um, but overall, um, I did think just by the look of the game, Everton looked um, again. They looked the better team. Um, Rich Allison, really good two goals especially to go ahead and score after going a man down um shows a lot of tenacity from a team um i do want to talk a little bit about that that um the pk that was eventually scored off of but first i want to talk about the red card i there's a lot of talk on um 
it's not a clear goal scoring opportunity. It's an automatic red if you foul someone on a clear goal scoring scoring opportunity. So the ref judged it, deemed it a clear goal scoring opportunity. But apparently the rules, and I haven't looked myself, but apparently the rules say that um, the player must be in possession. And if you go back and look at the replay, he wasn't in possession. It the it was a loose ball. Um, granted, I thought it was a reckless challenge. I thought it was desperate, which you'll be in those circumstances as a defender. Um, but he goes over the over top of the ball. Um, looks unintentionally. He doesn't look like he's trying to foul the guy. It doesn't look like one of those. Let's let me foul him and give give the PK away rather than the open the the runner versus the goalie type of scenario. But um he looked like he was going for the ball. But I mean, either way, the red card was given, the peak the the free kick was given. And if you watch the NBC coverage, which I'm assuming a lot of people listening to this did, um they were showing that there was about six to nine feet of um where the foul took place, the the free kick was actually taken about six to nine feet higher up, more towards the goal. Um, which one? That's one thing to to kind of like take into account. Like, it's an iffy red card. It's an iffy. I'm not even gonna say it's an iffy free kick. It's it's a free kick. He fouled him, but it is an iffy red card because um, he wasn't sitting on a yellow. And then. The fact that this dude, Navas, like, that was an amazing free kick, though. As, with all the, that's the sad thing about some of these free kick goals is there's so much controversy behind the, the behind, was it a PK, wasn't it, or a free kick, wasn't it a free kick, red card, no red card, um, clear opportunity, no clear opportunity, but man, that free kick was was nice. It was really good. Um, that's all I can say. Just the arc of it. The, the I like this placing of a man uh, in the wall to create a gap, and in the wall, and then the fact that it just goes right, right over him. Like it's 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 those are beautiful. I buddy, go stand over there, so I can put the ball right there. Um, and then just it just goes right there. That's mm, that's that's soccer right there. That's football. That's why it's beautiful. That's why we call it the beautiful game. But um, and then Rich Allison to go ahead and put his team back in it. And then when Jimenez puts Wolves back in it. And the last ten minutes of that game were. A little, it was a little anticlimactic, but it was scrappy. It was a fun game to watch. I was, I was having a great time enjoying that game. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if I'm going to do this whole top of the week, like be best goal of the week, best game of the week, best performance by a team of the week, that kind of thing, um, Navas for that free kick, it's gotta, it's gotta be in there. It's gotta. Um, so you heard it here. Um, when I come and do my of the week edition, um, 
you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do I'm going to do a weekly roundup of the domestic leagues, primarily Premier League, and then I'm going to do a of the week edition. So best goal, best game, best performance by player and team of the week. And uh that'll be fun. And I'll definitely call in and contribute to that. Um leave me messages. Um talk shit, don't talk shit, do what you will. Um but definitely be a part of the show. Um I'm I'm getting close to the end. I don't have much to add to this. Um I I think that rule with the um with the free kick as far as it was a uh was it a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity? I could also see the argument of it being a clear goal goal scoring opportunity because if dude didn't stick his foot out it, he's going to take possession of the ball and he's going to be one-on-one with the goalkeeper. So it is what it is. That, that's soccer. At least, at least until we have VAR implemented, that's what, that's, that's the game we love. So g- good, good job to Wolves. Um, I will say that Wolves has a great atmosphere at their stadium. Um, their coach did a good job by bringing on the substitute that he brought on that went ahead and scored that second goal. Um, oh, Mexican guy at that just looked up at his profile. I did not know that. Um, yeah, well, great, great performance by Wolves. Um, I'm that's so far, that's going to be probably contender for game of the week right there, just because it's a draw. Um, and draws are always scrappy, aren't they? Um, again, stay tuned. There will be a short break. I will come at you with the games from Sunday. Big matchup with Arsenal and City. Big matchup for me personally with Liverpool making their Premier League debut against um, uh, West Ham. And then we got a potential relegation, early relegation scrap between um, Sunderland and Burnley. We'll see what happened there as well. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. What's up, y'all? Daddy's back. Um, The Don't Call It Soccer Soccer podcast. Day three of week one. We're talking Liverpool-West Ham, Southampton-Burnley, and the match of the week. Not because of performances, that's for sure. Just because of the matchup. We got Arsenal-City. Let's start with Burnley-Southampton. Um... I saw the score. I didn't wake up early enough to see it. Actually, I did wake up early enough to see it, because, but I was working, so I wasn't able to see it. Um, didn't record it. I don't think they broadcasted it on um, NBC, which is the uh, people who televise the Premier League in America. I don't think they broadcasted it. But um, So when I got home, I checked out the score, saw nil-nil. I was like, God, it must have been a boring game. Um Looked at the stats, and it looks like it wasn't. I went and watched the highlights as well. It looked like a pretty damn um, entertaining game. We had, let's see here, pulling up the stats right now. We had uh, 36 shots in total from both teams. Um, Burnley was 16, and 
Southampton with 18. Uh, Burnley did have more shots on target with six to Southampton's three. Um, but a really, really good game. Um, unfortunately, there was no goals, but that doesn't always make a good soccer game, as you guys know. Um, I thought that I don't. I don't know the name of the player. Um, let's see if I can find it out. But it was a really good shot that went. It may have been a cross, and then a uh, old boy tried to bring it down. He had his back towards goal, and he tried to do the overhead bicycle kick. It looked like he was going for goal, but it ended up being a cross with a nice header that got, um, what was it, deflected off the goalie, or did it just go wide? I don't know. I did my prep for this about four hours ago and forgot all of the material I had written down. Um so again, uh, don't judge books by their cover. I really thought that this was going to be a boring game, but um, both teams looked good. I don't know if you can hear my son in the background over there. He's outside the door. He wants in. Um, but both teams looked looked pretty good. Um, you never know with these teams, though. Joe Hart making his appearance for Burnley. Um, they swooped him up this transfer window. Looked good. Um, definitely had to come up with some saves. Um, both goalies doing their thing, keeping the clean sheets, getting those bonuses if they're written into the contracts. Um, let's go to Arsenal and City. Pretty entertaining game. Um Arsenal didn't look good, by, by in my point of view. Um, I didn't get to watch most of the second, most of the first half, unfortunately. But I did get to watch the second half. City, City looked good. Um, Raheem Sterling's goal was ridiculous to me. I couldn't. I, it was it was good outside of the box effort there, um, and it went in for goal. So you can't hate on it. Um, but uh, I thought City, the City looked good. I th- would have expected a little more from them with how poorly uh, Arsenal performed. But um, City maintained twenty eight percent possession. Raheem score, Raheem Sterling scoring in the fourteenth minute, and um, Silva with a also a really good goal. I didn't think that that would have gone in. Um, the way it did with, I mean, his, his hips were at a right angle with the goal mouth and he found a way to bring, bring his leg across the ball and get redirected onto goal. And it was just nice top of the net goal. Um, can't complain. Check had a really good save around minute 60. Um, when, uh, Aguero made a breakaway off of what's that defender's name finding it finding it uh that's not him he must have been a sub El Neri El Neri he made a god awful mistake oh that's not him hold on dude's name maybe it is El Neri who knows Anyways, I'm probably butchering his name. I'm sorry to all you Egyptians um, if I am killing his name. But anyways, made a god-awful mistake. Ball bounced over him after a misclearance. Aguero had an open shot, like just one-on-one with the goalie. De Bruyne came to back him up, and um, he didn't square it off to De Bruyne. And he went for the shot, 
Check saved it. Really good save. Um, and Ederson, man, Ederson was pretty much quiet. I mean, he made, uh, I, I think he made a save. I think he had to come up with one save. But um, overall, City dominated. City looked good. Um, it's it's going to be a, another good season for City. That's for sure. Um, now, I started this podcast off by saying, like, I'm going to probably be really Liverpool-centric. As much as I'm going to try not to, that's the team I pay the most attention to. That's the team I know the most about. That's the team I like the most. So a part of me, if I ramble about this a little little much, but hopefully you learn some stuff and I entertain you along the way. But Liverpool had an amazing home performance, home opener to uh, West Ham. West Ham, they looked all right. I mean, they their defense looked like they could weather a storm. They Their attack looked hopeless. I heard some of the announcer announce uh, like the the play-by-play folks. Noble, Mark Noble kept trying to send the long balls up to old boy. Um, let's see his name. Dude's name is... Um, Alnaldovich, Alnaldovich, um, Noble wasn't connecting them, and Liverpool's defense was just able to to maintain possession, send the ball up like we like to, and um, the, overall West Ham had five shots, I think three on target, five shots, two on target, to Liverpool's eighteen shots, eight on target. Now, um, the way that this game went down. It, we had Salah opening up in the 18th minute off of an assist from Richardson, uh, or I'm sorry, Robertson. And, I mean, Robertson did his thing. Robertson played the way he normally plays. I was surprised to see Alexander-Arnold get the start over um, Klein, but that's all right with me. I was also surprised to see... The midfield that Klopp went with, um, I didn't expect to see Wijnaldum. Mjolnir, I, I like Mjolnir. I think Mjolnir could easily be our captain. I think Henderson could be our captain. Um, but I feel like with a guy that has like Mjolnir's experience, you kind of got to go with him. And I think Hendo is coming off of an injury, anyways. So I understand the wanting to start, uh, wanting to start Mjolnir over Hendo. But the Wijnaldum pick was funny to me, and to see that um, Fabino didn't even get put in um, was was also surprising to me. I thought he would have taken. Um, Wijnaldum's spot. I didn't think Wijnaldum was playing super well, but that's all right. We decided he decided to change out our um, front line. I was fine with seeing that. Um, so after Salah scores that first uh, goal, th- this whole this whole game was just riddled with shots on Liverpool's behalf. Saves by Fabianski. Um, F- Fabianski. He's he kept West Ham in it for as long as he could until that really scrappy goal from uh, the the first one from Sadio Mane right before halftime. 
And I think at that point, it took the win out of the sails. Fabianski's like, what? I mean, what are we going to do? The entire West Ham defense tried their tried their best. I mean, they they looked they looked good. I gotta give them the hats off because we came at them with everything. We gave them the boots. Um, second half, Sadio Mane scores again, assisted by Firmino. Uh, this one was offside, but whatever. I mean, we were whooping them. They didn't score. They didn't have any contentious decisions um, go against them other than that offside that wasn't called. But, I mean, even if you called that back, we're going we're gonna to win the game. Um, and then, I mean, I was so happy to see Sturridge score today. I was telling my friend when I saw that he scored, I was happy because – He's had such an amazing preseason. I think he scored in every game, if not every one except one in preseason that he's performed in. And to see him come on and within 20 seconds of getting on the pitch, um, Mr. I believe it was number four for West Ham, Fabine, Fabina Bldolia. Whatever. This dude, number four, I think it was this dude uh, from Paraguay. He uh, made a mistake, let Sterling uh, Sterling get around him. Oh, my God. Let Sturridge get around him. Pardon me, folks. And there we go. 20 seconds on, on the pitch. Sturridge gets his first goal of the season. Um, I'm excited to see how he does. I think he's a good backup striker. Um, bring him on in the 80th. Bring him on 75th. Let him do his thing. If for some reason um, Firmino's being quiet, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this team this season. I'm excited. Um, overall, again, West Ham did great. They were unable to get a goal, but they weren't linking up top at all. They were just bombing balls up trying to see if they could figure something out. But Liverpool's defense is looking way better than it did in the first in the first half of last season. I'm really stoked. Gomez put in or uh, Gomez put in a great performance. I was uh, excited to see how good he did. He had some headed clearances. He played kind of a good uh, seemed like a sweeper role to me. More than um, Van Dyke was playing, Van Dyke seemed to be playing a little, like slightly more advanced than um, than Gomez. So um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna have a another episode. I'm probably drop tomorrow or perhaps later in the week regarding um, the of the weeks. Uh, good candidates for goals. Good t- candidates for team of the week. It, I, it, look, it's most likely going to go to Liverpool just because it's a 4-0 victory. But Chelsea has a good contention. Everton have a good contention. And I'll say... I might even give one give a little shot over there to Leicester just because of how well they possess the ball. But that's not going to be the winner, that's for sure. We're going to hear arguments for each. Definitely... Stay tuned. Be ready for more material dropping somewhere this week before the new um, match week starts on uh, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Friday. 
Who knows? Thank you for listening. This has been the Don't Call It Soccer Soccer Podcast. Follow me on Instagram. Blake is better than you. Peace.